our new bestie has changed how we track our investments. Why have over 400,000 investors chosen ShareSite? It's simple. This online investment dashboard for your investment portfolio supports over 500,000 stocks, ETFs, and funds, plus integrated with more than 200 platforms, ensures your entire investment portfolio is organized and accessible in one place. Move beyond the limited insights from brokerage statements. ShareSite offers a comprehensive view of your financial performance, including analyzed reports, dividend gains, and the impact of currency fluctuations, all through intuitive graphs and visualizations. But here's the best part. For the investee besties out there, ShareSite is offering a special deal. Save four months when you purchase an annual premium plan. It's time to dive deep into performance metrics, streamline tax reporting, and share your portfolio with ease. Join the link in the episode description to sign up to ShareSite now and transform your investment experience. Hello, today's Thursday, which means we're bringing you Girls That Business, a weekly series where we spill the tea on how to create a seven-figure side hustle because no one saves their way to wealth. You're joined today by Sim, a seven-figure business owner, and with me is Maya, an entrepreneur in the making. Hello, Maya. Kilda Sim. How are we? We are great. Mm -hmm. Feeling I have less on my workload so I'm feeling good I feel like these last few months have just been like a lot of work for you Mm -hmm. a lot of life house school what what wedding planning yeah oh yes that's right wedding planning yeah so it's been a lot but I'm feeling lighter with reduced workload so I'm feeling good how are you Sim? do you know what I'm great I I'm so excited for this episode. This was sort of stuff that I didn't get growing up. Honestly, I would say even in the last year, I didn't understand what cash flow was. Mm. So to do this episode and to break it down and to like have this conversation, I'm very excited. Me too. Okay, let's jump into it. So what is cash flow? So the definition of cash flow, if we want to do it properly, is that cash flow is the total amount of money being transferred in and out of the business, especially affecting its liquidity. And liquidity is another jargon term, which just means how easy it is it for money to come in and out of your company? How easy is it if you go, oh, like, we need to hire someone. Do we have enough to like bring someone on and do we have enough cash that we can pay them okay. or do we have to sell more products or let go of a couple of things to bring them in like when you have money in the bank account it's liquid you can just pull it out to buy something if you have money tied up in a house you have to like sell a house to get that money it's not as liquid right so it literally is cash flow like the flow of your cash it literally is okay, the flow of your cash good i'm glad because sometimes with terms like that it can mean something different and it just gets a little bit confusing. Okay, so cash is literally cash flow. And how do you manage it? So when it comes to cash flow, there's a couple of things that people take into consideration, but it's the idea of even if you've got a small business, even if you're just starting out, understanding, okay, keeping track of all the money coming in Mm -hmm. and keeping track of the money going out. So that's the first thing. That sounds really simple. You're like, okay, Simran, yeah, I can do that. Like, I know how much I'm taking home. I know how much my business is making. But do we really? Because for a long time in my businesses, I kind of just had like an inkling. I was like, well, we're making a lot of money and I'm able to pay all my bills and now like pay our staff. So what does it matter? Like 
how much is coming in or out. Mm. Like, it's working. Yeah, I, I get that. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And it was only when my accountant showed me this thing called a profit and loss statement. Okay. I was like, oh, this is really interesting. So what is a profit and loss statement? So when it comes to your profit and loss, that is basically you looking at how much money comes in that month and how much money has left that month. Okay. And they do it every month and you see it on your like account, like if your accountant has a software that you can use like mm-hmm. Zero or Henry or MYOB, depending on where you live in the world. And what that does is it tells you, okay, everything that's come in for us, it's things like the workshops that we do or the um, speaking events that mm-hmm. we run or book sale royalties, for example. Well, that money comes in and it'll be like, hey, let's just like give it a rough number. Let's say we made $20,000 that month. And so it will show a profit of 20000 mm-hmm. And then how much do we spend on expenses that month? Like for my salary, your salary, the other co-host salaries that we have, or the editor's salary and things that basically keep the lights on. So what else do we pay for? I've just had a blank. Things like IT services. Mm-hmm. And so that's all the losses. And let's say we, let's say it costs us $18,000 a month to like run the company. Mm-hmm. So then you'll see a profit of 20000 a loss of 18000 And then some months you'll notice that you've spent more than you've made that month. Like let's say we do a tour and tour means that we pay for everything up front. We get like a big venue and we like have events, but we don't get like the ticket sales to the month after. You'll be like, oh, we spent more than we made Uh, that month. Getting in. And now I need to like make sure we're not. Are we getting a bit out of control? Am I just like a girl with a credit card being like, and we can do this and we can do that. And this and bouncing around. And bouncing around. And like it's on the company. Okay. And so that is why it's important to understand cash flow, especially as a business owner. A hundred percent. It's just, I never really cared for it. I was like, as long as we make enough and everyone's being taken care of, like, why does it matter? Which is not good business. Mm. That's really interesting that you say that because I would think that that is just kind of something as a business owner, people just already know. You just thought I would have known better? Well, not (laughs) known better, but like, I don't know. Like, it's just kind of one of those, you know, like life skills where you just feel like you should already just know how to like clean a oven. Yeah. But like you don't. No. How do you clean an oven? I don't don't know. (laughs) And actually that just just disproves my point. But how long were you in your business journey for Girls That Invest where you realized that you needed to understand cash flow? I honestly would say like into the first year. I just didn't know any better. Mm -hmm. And then after the first year when my accountant sat me down and he was like, this is a software that we use and this is how you can see profit and loss because it wasn't numbers that he showed me. It was like a graph. I was like, oh, like every month I can see two lines, like two little lines on the graph. Mm -hmm. And one line tells me how much money is coming in and the other line tells me how much is going out. And I can see that some months the going out money line is bigger than the coming in money line. And that's a lot easier for me to understand than just numbers on a page. Yeah, visual. Visual visual girl. Love it. And so how can you improve your cash flow? I think the first step to making sure that you have good cash flow in a business, which you might go, okay, Simran, this is like very obvious, but you realize when you are in business or when you start, like life happens, you get busy, mm-hmm. you forget to monitor it. Oh, okay. So step one is actually just monitoring. Well, I would say step one is measuring it, like get a software, get an accountant. If you don't have one, there's so many free AI accountants that you could use or AI accounting softwares where you just like 
connect it to your business bank account. Mm -hmm. And then every time your business gets money coming in or spends money, it will record it. Damn. Right? AI really is taking over. Technology is amazing. And so what we do is we've connected it to our business bank account. If I you know, pay someone's salary through it or if we have something else that goes through, it will record it as like, oh, money has been spent. Mm. And it will record what it has been spent on. And if we get money coming in, because we've put stuff in that says like, hey, if money comes in from like this account, it usually means it's like from the courses or it usually means it's like a speaking engagement. Mm-hmm. Um, and so if you can manage it and you can see it, then that's going to really help because it's like your personal spending. Like in your personal spending, you just assume you've got your stuff together. But when you look at your accounts and you go through it, you're like, oh, damn. There were a few times where I I guess I blacked out and I just like spent that money. Yeah. And you just go through your statements and you're like, I don't remember doing that or that. So managing your cash flow, I just immediately had the picture of like having to hold all of your receipts. No. Oh my God, please. (laughs) I can't. Okay. (laughs) Cool. So managing your cash flow is like taking a photo of your receipt, uploading it to that software. Mm. So it's all there, but it's about... Just knowing what's coming in and what's coming out, and it's it's really not as hard as people make it out to be, or is it not as hard as I made it out to be? Okay, and it's important to have a separate business account. Oh my god, yes! I once made the mistake of my first business of having it in the same bank account as my daily spending account. Oh, and then you would have to yeah, and then do a whole little oh my poor accountant. <laughs> ah. <laughs> oh bless and so what is a second t- the second tip to having good cash flow is to forecast and forecasting is just a fancy way of saying do I know what to expect and you know in your personal life you kind of have bills that are regular and you're like okay mm-hmm. well I know I always have to pay my rent every single like month or week or I know I always have my electricity bill but my mortgage is usually this or my rent is usually the same every week, whereas my electricity bill can change mm-hmm. every week. Forecasting means that you've looked at what you've done in the last year or the last month and kind of assumed that your behaviors will stay very similar. And so you can forecast or assume how much you're going to be spending on different things. And you can almost then work out, well, okay, I should probably have enough money aside in this month for $10,000 or like next month, like February last year was a really busy month for us. So I should probably like put aside $15,000. And so you're learning to put aside different amounts for different quarters or different months because Mm -hmm. you understand that they're not always going to be the same. It's not a fixed amount like your rent. It's not always going to be $10,000 every month or $2,000 every month. You're forecasting different amounts of money that's going to leave your account at different times of the year consistently. Oh, okay. So it's like assessing in winter time, you might have less expenses because you won't have as much events or activities or, you know, creating products or something like that. So you're like, okay, well, this is how much I need for winter, summer, spring. Is that so you have enough money? The point of forecasting is so that you don't assume like, hey, I'm going to have four grand every single month to pay for all my bills. And then you don't realize that well, in summertime, your bills actually increase. Mm. Or you don't realize in wintertime, you tend to like take your team out a little bit more because, you know, morale is low and, and it's terrible weather. And you're kind of like, you know, trying to do more things to make things 
better if you don't forecast that you don't want to be left in a position where you think you only need four grand and that month it's eight grand and you're like where do I come up with this money so last minute Mm. that's very helpful I wouldn't have forecasting is different to budgeting yes yeah so budgeting is you saying okay let me set aside this amount and I have to stick to it forecasting is I assume that I'll probably need more in this month and less in that month. So I'm going to adjust my budget Mm. for the different months ahead. Okay. And so being able to forecast, you need to understand your business a little bit more and the flow of things. And the best way to do it is if you have your profit and loss or P&L statement from last year, you can literally just like superimpose that on this year and go, okay, like in this month, this is how much we spent. It's probably going to look this very similar this month last year or this month next year. Does that make sense? Yeah. The next thing that has been really helpful for our cash flow is um, having cash reserves, funnily enough. And cash reserves is such a jargon term. And I remember the first time I heard it, I was like, what does this mean? Like when I think of cash reserves, I think of like a field because we call fields reserves in New Zealand. For business owners, every transaction is more than just a swipe of the card. It's the culmination of your hard work, dedication and commitment to your customers. That's why I'm excited to share with you a game-changing solution that's simplifying the way businesses like yours accept payments. Introducing Tap to Pay on iPhone powered by Stripe. Contactless payments has never been easier. You can seamlessly accept contactless payments directly from your iPhone. And the best part, there's no additional hardware required. Think about it. From local pop-ups to global retailers, tap to pay on iPhone and Stripe cater to businesses of all sizes, empowering them to accept payments right from their iPhones. It's a game changer for businesses looking to scale quickly and stay flexible with quick setup that takes minutes, not days. So how can tap to pay on iPhone and Stripe benefit your business? It's simple. Increased revenue, expanded reach and enhanced customer experience. It's a win-win-win. To learn more about how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can transform your business, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone today. I just think of like a field of money. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm just thinking like you're having your little safety net. Yeah. And that's what it is. Oh, okay. We had very different people. <laughs> but it's just your safety net of money. And so your cash reserve is just like your rainy day fund. Like okay. for your personal life, mm-hmm. but you have it for your business. And there's the saying that cash is king, and that actually comes from business rather than your personal investments or your personal bank account. When a company has a lot of cash reserves, they are able to weather those unfortunately turbulent times where their profit and loss statement looks a little bit funny. You're able to weather times where maybe if you have like a product-based business, you were expecting a big influx of cash because so-and-so was spending a lot more in a certain market. And then you might go, oh, like, crap like something's happened we have had a faulty product that's come in or everything that we sold for that month was faulty and we have to recall it all back we have to pay for everyone's shipping like these things happen and they're not a sign of a bad business they're just a sign of you own a business like Mm -hmm. if you want to do nothing wrong do nothing at all kind of vibes yep so you'll have moments where 
stuff goes wrong, but you need to be able to still keep the lights on. Yes. You need to still be able to pay your staff. You still need to be able to, even if you're just a single business owner, you still need to be able to pay yourself if you rely on your income to like, you mm-hmm. know, expense your life. And so having cash reserves has been so helpful. I find that when I first started with Girls That Invest, I was just very frugal Mm. with our spending. Like I didn't take a very big salary, just enough to like go by. I was very frugal with like our equipment for a while. I didn't feel like we needed a big office. Like it was just, you've seen that? Did you ever see my first office? Yes. The The one one in in Milford? Yes. Yeah. Like that was a, that was an office. (laughs) That, That was cozy. Cozy is the the best way to describe it. It was like a one by one, not even one by one. I think it was smaller than a one by one meter squared room. It served its purpose. It had a desk and it had me and it had an internet connection. Yep. And some chairs. A chair. I would like borrow the chair from the other room because I couldn't fit two chairs in. (laughs) But that was me going, okay, I need to build up my cash reserve because right now I don't know how things are going to work. Maybe this is a big one-off crazy thing. And I'd rather hold lots of cash so that if next year doesn't go so well, at least the business can keep its lights on and use money from last year to to keep it running. Yeah. Yeah. So you just used like the bare necessities, kind of your money for bare necessities because you're like this, although it's small, it serves its purpose. I don't need to spend extra cash flow on a bigger place because Exactly. You want to build your cash reserve. Reserve. I was thinking revenue, cash reserve for a rainy day. Hundred percent. And like you'll find that some people have lots of cash revenue, or so lots of revenue where their company makes lots and lots of money, but they won't have any reserves because as much money as they make, they spend. They're like the people that you hear of that like have higher incomes, but then spend a lot and live mm. big flashy lifestyles. Companies can do the same. They can make just as much as we do, but you know, feel more expenses, have more expenses and not focus on cash reserves. And during recessions, like what we're in right now, like girls that invest is really lucky. We can, we can keep going on for like five years. Nice. And that means I'm still in for a job. You are still in for a job. (laughs) Beautiful. So those are kind of the three things that I have found really helpful with increasing my cash flow. But do you have any other questions around it? Yes. Do you have any tools that have helped you to manage your cash flow? I think the first tool was actually a person, which was my accountant. And I found that to be really helpful because I didn't even know that it was something I had to look at. Like I didn't, like you say, it's like common sense in in the way that you should like clean an oven. You should probably take care of your cash flow. I didn't even know it was a word that I needed to know. Mm. I only knew cash flow through like investing. And when I would study or look at companies like profits and losses, one of their things was their income statements. And you would look at the cash flow and that you'd look at where is their money going? Do they have like a lot of income coming in, but then a lot of debt that they're paying off? And mm-hmm. so they might make like 10 million a year, but 5 million of it goes towards like paying off debt that they've like borrowed. There's all these things that you would look at in that regard. And I just didn't even think about it for myself. It's so embarrassing, but it happens. I mean, I wouldn't say it's embarrassing. I would say it's a common thing for people because I wouldn't have thought of cash flow either, especially maybe like starting out and things like that. So it's really awesome that you're here and we're able to talk about these really important things that you need to know for running a business, but just 
conveniently things that people typically forget. And I think that's something that is really important with this podcast is that we're able to shed light on these day-to-day like normal things that people do when running a business. 100%. You know what? I agree. And and so if you are someone that is running a business or you want to run a business and you've already thought about cash flow, you're doing better than me. Like I applaud you. Like you're listening to this episode. You're already a step ahead. (laughs) And that is fantastic. Um, But it goes to show like you can do things, quote unquote, that feel right. Or you can do things where you're like, well, my business is running. Money's coming in. But if you don't understand the points and the data, which, you know, it's not why you get into business you don't enjoy looking at profit and loss but I remember just looking at it one month and going oh okay we've gone a little bit overboard on our spending this month we've gone a little bit luxury let's like take it back a notch a little bit because we want this company to still be alive next month yes <laughs> please and thank you I am more than happy to I mean it benefits me too I would be out of a job you'd be out of a part-time job <laughs> Still, I love it. So, oh, yeah. Thank you. Well, this was a great episode. Thank you, Maya. And if you've enjoyed, please let us know. Send us a DM and we'll see you next week. Yes. Thank you, Sim. Kakite. Bye. And as always, to finish off with our disclaimer, Girls That Invest does not provide personalized investing advice for your individual needs. We are not financial advisors. The advice from Girls That Invest exists for educational purposes only and should not be relied upon to make an investment or financial decision. Advice from Girls That Invest is general in nature and does not consider individual circumstances. Always do your research and please use your due diligence. Alrighty, till next time team. Bye.